On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger. Joining me, your other host, Derek Larger. Derek, where I'm from right here looking outside is a beautiful, beautiful day. How are you doing, my friend? How's the weather down there in Kentucky? Oh, you know, it's about the same, you know, getting to be a little hotter now. But, uh, you -hmm. know, I got I got some good news that my brother this weekend is going to have his high school graduation after all in person. Wow. And the place that they actually should have it. So uh, it's great news. Um, Very excited to be down there this weekend to be able to support him. You know, he's been through a lot these last few months. So glad that he was actually able to go out the correct way. Um, And also, hey, we do have another giveaway going. So if you are watching this podcast right now and you haven't done it on Twitter, or if you don't have a Twitter and you want to make sure you leave a comment on this video, be sure to do that. Have your name thrown into the Colts giveaway for a 3D nightlight table lamp of the Indianapolis Colt helmet. So make sure you have that ready to go because we have that going. When did you say we were having that again? Yeah, it it goes through this Sunday. So this podcast will come out on Friday. So you still have a few days to get registered. Um, You can register, obviously, social media on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and also on the channel, in the community tab. Um, I did post something in there. You can just leave a comment that you want to be registered, and we'll get you in there for that. Uh, but yeah, I believe I said 3 p.m. on that Sunday is when we'll do the giveaway. Um, the first one was obviously a huge success. I got a lot of interaction from that, and we want to do the same here with this one. So super excited. And I know, Derek, you have actually one of these lights, uh, and you seem to love it from what from what we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one of these. Uh, I got these as a got one of the I got this as a uh, birthday present. I think it was two years ago. Uh, I have it as a nightlight on my. Uh, nightstand uh it's really cool it's a it's a great piece of lighting that allows you to light it up several different colors but of course i always leave it blue because you know who who doesn't want to leave it blue when it's you know the indianapolis Colts. so um right yeah it's pretty cool uh something interesting for sure uh just another cool giveaway that we're uh excited to be able to do for you guys absolutely absolutely Well, today, Derek, we want to continue in our series looking at the Indianapolis Colts position groups. We've obviously already looked at the quarterbacks, the running backs, most recently the wide receivers. And now we're going to flip it to the tight end position. And we're going to primarily look at four guys. I know there's six guys listed on the Colts roster. We're going to look at four guys, three guys that we know are obviously going to be locks. And then another guy that's an interesting prospect, a guy that was an undrafted free agent that we're going to look at and just kind of give our thoughts and comments on it. So we can start here, Derek, first with obviously the tight end number one. He's been the Colts tight end for a long time and since 2013. And that's Jack Doyle. He's been Mr. Consistent, right? He's not, you know, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but he's a very consistent pass catcher. 
He's been very consistent throughout his career with the Colts. Obviously a guy that went undrafted and signed by the Colts and was the Colts number three tight end for a long time uh, behind Dwayne Allen and Kobe Fleener. And obviously when the Colts decided to not bring back Fleener and trade Dwayne Allen, then Jack Doyle all of a sudden is the tight end number one. And, and he's certainly been a very good security blanket for all the different quarterbacks. I know he was one of Jacoby Brissett's favorite targets in 2017 where he caught 80 passes. And then even last year, I mean, he caught 43 passes. So he's been very consistent. He hasn't been super flashy. You know, he's kind of like the anti-Eric Ebron, if you will, right? You kind of saw that whenever Ebron and, and Doyle were together, right? Jack Doyle saw the field a lot more because he's more of a complete overall player. Right? He's a good receiving tight end, but he's also a tremendous run blocker as well. Um, Derek, give me your thoughts here on a guy like Jack Doyle, you know, just – you know, what Chris Ballard has really talked about and called the definition of what the Colts want to be about. He's an Indianapolis Colt through and through. What are your thoughts here on Jack Doyle? Yeah, Jack Doyle is definitely the definition of what you want as an Indianapolis Colt football player. Uh, Jack Doyle is a great minded guy, uh, passionate, very fun to be around. And he produces on the field, whether or not he matches up with top tight ends. Um, that really doesn't matter. You know, if fantasy wise, sometimes you have to wonder where does he fit. But obviously in the red zone, Jack Doyle is a very good threat to have um, a guy that doesn't drop a lot of passes, especially in the last few years. He's been very reliable. He's been on the field a lot. And you said it. Ballard says he's the ultimate package. You know, you get more than just uh, blocking and you get more than just passing um, or catching, I should say. The that's the definition. People want their tight ends nowadays to be, you know, to they want them to be able to catch the football. And Jack Doyle is able to do that. But, you know, that's his best attribute is he can do both. You know, we see a lot of guys who are great at catching the football, but are terrible at, at run blocking there. You see other guys that are great at run blocking, but they're not very great with running routes and making catches, contested catches, especially because they're tight ends. So it's nice to have a guy like Jack Doyle that's not super flashy, but he is going to get targets. And especially this year, you know, with Phillip Rivers being a tight end friendly quarterback throughout his entire career, um, he's had a lot of great tight ends to help him, honestly. You know, he had Antonio Gates for the longest time. You have uh, obviously Hunter Henry for the last couple years. So, He's had a lot of great tight ends and he's not afraid to throw to the tight ends because that's where a lot of his completions go to. And I think it would be great for Jack Doyle, especially because we know what he can do in the run game. We've seen plenty of times where Jack Doyle is able to make great blocks, make seal blocks and just work on either side. Uh, it's really nice to have Jack Doyle. Um, I, I'm glad that we can finally stop talking about the comparison of whether who you rather have Jack Doyle or Eric Ebron, because I think we all know it's Jack Doyle, whether or not you want to say it's Ebron, you, you, you're sadly mistaken, but either way, um, yeah, Jack Doyle tight end number one. I'm glad to have him and I can't wait for him to ball out again this year. Mm -hmm. And kind of the replacement to Eric Ebron, but also more of a complete player in terms of pass catching. Yes, but also, uh, run blocking is a guy that the Colts signed this year. Uh, 
Trey Burton, six foot two, two hundred thirty eight pound tight end, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles. First, and then when you know when he left the Eagles, he went and signed a huge contract over thirty two million dollars with the Chicago Bears. Obviously, last year didn't work out super well. He was he ended up going on injured reserve and as cap casualty, got cut by the Bears. He got picked up by the Colts, and this is a guy that. You know, last year obviously only played in eight games. He dealt with an injury there. But he's only a year removed, Derek, from really not having a bad season with the Bears. I mean, he had 54 catches, 569 yards, and six touchdowns. And, I mean, you got to just think, you know, the quarterback that he was playing with compared to what we think the quarterback situation is going to be here with the Colts, it's got to be tantalizing and got to be really intriguing for Trey Burton, Frank Reich, this offense, and, and even fantasy owners. I mean, you you know that Frank Reich connection is strong there, and we know Trey Burton was with the Eagles when Frank Reich was there, and he threw that touchdown pass in the Super Bowl with a Philly special to Nick Foles. So, but he's he's also a guy that is a really good run blocker, which I think is huge. You know, we saw with Eric Ebron, like you talked about a little bit earlier, Derek, he was really good in the red zone, right? He was a really elite um, at getting those touchdowns, but when it came to run blocking, I mean – Honestly, you could tell when the Colts were going to pass the ball and where they were going to run the ball because when they were going to pass the ball, Eric Ebron was most likely in. And when they were going to run the ball, he most likely was not in. So with Trey Burton, I think it allows you, Derek, to do some different things and not really show your hand so much when you know calling plays because now you have two really good run-blocking tight ends as well as some pretty good uh, passing options as well for Phillip Rivers. And we talked about it, Derek, you know, with Phillip Rivers just being a very receiver, tight end friendly and even running back friendly type of quarterback. You got to you got to think that just adding more weapons, adding more receiving options is going to serve him well and going to serve this Colts offense well. Uh, but give me your thoughts, Derek, here on a guy like Trey Burton. Obviously, he, he went from a thirty two million dollar contract to you know, a one year deal, small contract with the Colts. What are your thoughts here on a guy like Trey Burton? Yeah, it, it was another one of Chris Ballard's basically gem uh, trades or deals here. I mean, th- he got this guy for virtually a veteran's minimum, and he's basically getting paid more by the Bears to play with us than we are paying him. Isn't that incredible? That's what Chris Ballard does. But yeah, I mean, Trey Burton is, again, another great compliment to Jack Doyle. He, I, I think he's a slightly better playmaking tight end than Jack Doyle is. I think Trey Burton has that more big play ability just because I think he's a little more athletic in the way he plays the game. But again, these two are, again, he blocks just as well as Jack Doyle has that ability. He, again, is a very good pass catcher. He doesn't drop a lot of passes. And that's saying a lot with, you know, having Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback the last few uh, few years. So that's if that says anything at all. So, yeah, another guy that's on the roster that performs like Jack Doyle, plays like Jack Doyle, and you're getting him for a, a just over veterans minimum. I mean, what, what else can you say about it? it? It's fantastic. He, Like I said before, he was averaging around nine yards a catch uh, through his last two seasons with the bears. I mean, when this guy is on the field, he, he, he balls. So the only issue you have is again, you have to worry about his injury history. Um, has had a few of them, a couple things you want to be curious about, but 
again, it's uh, it was another low risk, high reward, a potential high reward pick. And that's that's what I love. Uh, uh, Ballard does a lot of these. And, you know, if Trey Burton stays healthy and shows, hey, I can I can perform. I can do what I need to do. That's another tight end that we know what we're going to have on the roster for at least another few years. Yeah. And I kind of want to just dispel maybe some of the, you know, obviously the injury last year, you got to monitor that, but you look overall at Trey Burton's career. I mean, really beyond this last season, he hasn't missed more than one game in his entire tenure in the NFL per season. Now there were a few games where he played 15 games, but you know, for the most part, he was on the field more often than not. And I think that's something that people aren't really talking about because obviously you see the injury and you're like, oh man, you got to kind of worry about that. I kind of compare that, Derek, to even like a T.Y. Hilton. Like beyond last year, I mean, even if he was injured, he was out there and he was playing. And just because you have one year, I think some folks can kind of say, oh, they're injury prone. That's not necessarily the case. Yeah, maybe they had a freak injury that happens in the NFL. But it's not something that I am super concerned about because he's been overall pretty durable in his time mm-hmm. with the Eagles and the Bears. And so overall, I, I'm not super concerned about the durability issue myself. But uh, that's just kind of my thoughts on the Trey Burton potential injury situation and topic on that. And now we can move over to the last guy we think's a lock to make this roster. Mo Ali Cox, uh, by far the most physical specimen of this tight end group. He's 6'5", 267 pounds, played in all 16 games last year. While he doesn't add a ton in the receiving game, at least at this point in his career, he's a very, very good run blocker. And that's a trend you'll see with these Colts tight end. All three of these tight ends that the Colts have on their roster that are presumably going to make the final 53-man all are very, very good at run blocking. And I think that's another emphasis, you know, with the addition of Jonathan Taylor, with the addition of Roosevelt Nix, who doesn't really have a position, so we won't really touch on him. The Colts really want to be one of the top five rushing teams in the NFL, right? They were seventh last year. Frank Reich and Chris Ballard said, that's not good enough. We want to be top five. And so, you, you know, you throw in three really good run blocking tight ends. And, you know, I just think that that just speaks volumes to how committed the Colts are to being one of the best running teams. And, you know, Frank Reich loves as a play caller to call plays and call games where he's wearing defenses down and he's basically taking away their will to want to play the game. And I think that's just another, you know, level, you know, based off of their personnel decisions on why I think the Colts are so committed to this. And that's why I think now they have three really good run blocking tight ends, but Derek from the surface, what are your thoughts here on Mo Ali Cox? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it so much how these this tight end group, you could put in any one of these three and they all kind of perform the same way. So you know what you're really going to get for a lot of these guys, whether or not what you want to say about their pass catching ability, they all have that ability. But Mo Ali Cox is, in my opinion, the best run blocker out of all of them just because, again, of the size just the sheer size of him. I mean, he's he's so much bigger than a guy like Jack Doyle. I mean, two inches taller. I think he's about I think he's about 15, 20 pounds heavier. So, you know, it's extra extra amount of uh, body there that he just moves people. So Mo Ali Cox, again, we haven't seen much of Mo Ali Cox. You know, it's kind of hard to make 
an assumption based off him with his performance because we really haven't seen a lot. We know we've seen a few plays. I mean, we 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 all remember in 2018 the one-handed catch against the Raiders that Andrew Luck threw up to him. I just want to see more of that. You know, I want to see Mo Ali Cox go out there and do that. Like, I know this guy's athletic. He played basketball. He played college basketball at VCU. This guy can ball. This guy can move. I've seen it. I know what he can do. I want to see this guy on the field more often getting more plays. I want to see him do that, especially in the red zone. Especially in the red zone. When you're 6'5 and you're that big, I want to see you go up and get and get a ball. Seriously. I mean, I want to see that. It's a shame that he hasn't had the chance to do that as of recently, but maybe now with we, we he know he understands his place, his role in this in this group, I think. I think he understands it's his time to say if I'm gonna move up this depth chart, I need to start do taking advantage of a few more things here. So I hope he does because I mean, it's a sure, it's a sure waste of talent to really be having on the bench. I would love to see Mo Ali Cox, like maybe do a little more in practice to show the coaches. I, I, I want to, I want more of a role here because Ebron's gone. You, you got your big three. I want to see Mo Ali Cox. I want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he certainly does have the physical attributes like, He's got everything that he needs. Like he's got ginormous hands. You know, he's yep. very athletic, like you mentioned. It would be really good to see him develop more of the passing game. It'd be interesting to see how much the addition of Philip Rivers helps a guy like Mo Ali Cox as well, especially in the red zone, because you know, you lost a major red zone piece in Eric Ebron, and now you have a physical freak type of guy, kind of that, you know, Eric Ebron molded in terms of, you know, just how physically gifted he is. But it would be great to see him, we already know he's such a great run blocker, to become more of a complete tight end, right? To, to not just strictly be a run blocker. You know, obviously you'll take it if he's just a run blocker, but it would be nice to see a guy like Moali Cox emerge and really just make an impact for himself and make a name for himself. So, you know, maybe, you know, we're thinking next year, maybe the Colts are going to look at uh, addressing the tight end position more prominently in the draft. But maybe a guy like Moelle Cox steps up and makes that not a necessity, not a top need. But it'll certainly be interesting to see, will Moelle Cox take a step forward or will he continue to just kind of be that number three blocking tight end? Certainly has the tools to do it, like you said, Derek. But, you know, if he can put it all together, it'll certainly be an interesting and very lethal combo from Phillip Rivers to Moelle Cox. And the last guy we want to talk about, this is kind of a wild card for me, Derek. But I thought we should address it because he did sign with the Colts as an undrafted free agent. I think I'm saying his first name right, but if I'm not, somebody in the comments will let me know. Uh, Farid Green, tight end out of Mississippi State. He's 6'3", 245. Um, he played in 51 career games. He started 34 games at Mississippi State. Played from 2015, obviously, till 2019. Uh, in 2019, he actually had his best statistical season in terms of receiving 21 catches for 257 yards and a touchdown reception. But he's also a pretty good run blocker as well. Like I mentioned, you just got this trend of really good hard-nosed guys who are willing blockers. Um, but, you know, he, I think it is a good sign that he has started to develop a little bit more of his receiving game. I mean, Mississippi State, you think about it, I don't even – like you don't even think about them being a football school by any means, but 
you know, he obviously was decently productive there and the Colts saw something in him where they feel like they could bring him on and give him a chance to complete for a depth, compete for a depth spot. Derek, what are your thoughts on a guy like Farad Green? Yeah, you know, again, a young a young tight end with little experience here. You just have to basically wonder what how many tight ends are they actually going to have on the roster? I'd imagine it would be four. Um, so a guy like Fair Green could make his way into um into this depth chart for sure. I think there were two other tight ends that were mentioned on the roster for the Colts, but I think they're going to mostly be uh, practice squad guys. So yeah, I got I got you know, I got a couple of them pulled up. If you want me, I'll just yeah, name sure. Them off Go here. ahead and list those. Um, the first one that I see is Ian Bunting. I don't even yeah, really know. I, think that's, I don't know who that is. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna pull you. it up and see if the I'm on the Colts app. Uh, so apparently, he was signed to the Colts practice squad on October 8th, 2019, after being okay. released from the Jets practice squad. So that's all it really says about him. It looks like he's just kind of been around. Before that, he was with the Bears. Signed as an undrafted free agent in 2019. So he's just kind of been a practice squad type of guy. Uh, then you move over to Xavier Grimble. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he was signed by the Colts uh, to a reserve future contract in December. Um, he was previously in Pittsburgh and then San Francisco, New England. Oh, my goodness. New York. Wow. He, he's kind of been in different places. He's actually been in the league for a little bit. He initially was signed by the Giants as an undrafted rookie free agent in 2014. So he's been in the league a little bit longer. Um, He's 27 years old, so a little bit more of a veteran there. And then the last guy that I have here, uh, Matt Lengel, I think that's how you say his name, Lengel or Lengel. Lengel, Uh, Let me pull it up here. It's loading. That's the last guy I have on the list, though. He was signed to the Colts practice squad in November. Um, He actually was previously um, on Cincinnati's active roster um, in October, and then obviously he got released, so the Colts picked him up, and he went on their practice squad. So, you know, he's been a few different places. He initially was signed by the Bengals in 2015 as an undrafted free agent, and he's 29 years old. So you got to think out of all those guys, Farad Green's probably the guy with the most potential and upside. And he's certainly a guy that, you know, had shown a little bit at Mississippi State. And obviously the Colts like some of the tools that they saw he he could develop. So maybe he slides into that number four tight end position. But, you know, you throw in a guy like Roosevelt Nix, you know, maybe he's more of a run blocking, you know, you don't keep you maybe you keep three tight ends and he's just kind of like and I don't know if you remember this name, Ryan Hewitt, that kind of guy where he's really just primarily in the game to help run block. That might be the route that the Colts go, especially, you know, kind of with the log jam at running back. I mean, now you've got potentially four guys that you would be happy keeping, you know, right. it's kind of like a thing that we've kind of talked about on this podcast before, like where do you make the cuts on this roster? Cause you could make the cuts in a bunch of different places, but I would say out of any of those guys, if the Colts do indeed keep four tight ends, it would probably be a guy like Farad green. He's really the only guy I could see the Colts potentially taking a risk on, you know, maybe, maybe similar to like Hale Hinches last year. Yeah. Kind of, you know, he, maybe he shows Good out Lord, in the preseason. The Colts decide, hey, yeah, I know. That was he your was one boy. of my preseason That was your boy year. for the first half of the season. 
I remember when they when the Redskins picked him up, I said, you know what? Screw this. I hope the Redskins lose every game, and they were terrible. So uh, <laughs> fortunate for the Colts because the Colts had their second-round pick. They had a Kelly. rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. They have no receivers. They had a, a busted-up running back. Yeah, they, Harry. They, they got who? Harry McLaurin's pretty good. Yeah, but that's the Your only boy. one. No, you can't win every game with one. You, they didn't have a great <laughs> offensive line. Their defense is crap right now. Well, I guess I can't say that. Their defense was okay throughout the whole season. They weren't great, but they weren't bad either. So, yeah, it was just a disaster. And when you have an average offense and an average defense, well, I should say below average offense and a average defense, that's not a recipe for success. Yeah. Even in the NFC least. Uh, Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. But yeah, that's kind of the debate that we're going to have to have Derek throughout this off season. You know what? And we'll probably make a video honestly about what position groups do you cut down? What position groups do you keep at a little bit more? Cause there can be debates made on every single side for this. So it'll be interesting to dive in more to that as you know, training camp comes around the preseason comes around Those would be some good topics that we can talk about, but that'll do it for this podcast. Looking at the Indianapolis Colts tight ends, let us know your thoughts on all these tight ends. I mean, I think this one is more clear cut and not as controversial, especially not like the Chad Kelly one. That was the one out of all these videos. That's the one we got the most pushback and the most dislikes on. So whatever. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I I, I'll take the fall for that. I probably did that, but that's that's you mentioned it first but i mean i'm not gonna sit here and say chad kelly is amazing because he's not oh crap now, this is gonna be the second most disliked video now we just slandered <laughs> we his name chad again kelly's name up in here dang it the savior <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay right. i'm gonna stop before i get myself in trouble all uh, right all right cool <laughs> that wraps up this podcast guys Thank you so much for all your support of us. Like Derek said before at the start of the podcast, be sure to enter that giveaway because we'd love for you to be entered into this. And also it helps us get more subs, get more people brought to the podcast. And so we're mutually helping each other here. So for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much. And as always, go Colts.